0: Bike is on my feet, my Complete feet, Here we are, back again another week at the barbershop. I am your host, Mark Gray, joined by my NBA buddy, analysis brother, co-host, DeMar Johnson. How you doing today? Pretty good, bro. What's going on? Not much. Glad to have you. Uh, in case you didn't notice, DJ's live in Cincinnati, home of the Bengals, and nine points in two weeks, ever since he's gotten there. And then to the left of me, my other co-host, my NFL expert, Lamont Jordan. How you doing today, buddy? Good, sir. What's going on? And then, the man who finally showed up for week three, ended his holdout, A1, is back in the building. How are you doing today, A1? Everybody's favorite
1: producer, back in the building. Glad to be here.
0: We are all now officially here, so now we know it's, you know, real season. Le'Veon Bell is here. Everybody's here. We, we're finally all here. Gangs all together. So, let's just hop right into it. Um, before we get into the NFL, uh, I guess one NBA story, DJ, did you get a chance to listen to Kyrie Irving's uh, interview?
1: Yeah, I, I saved it. Any thoughts on that? It? it was interesting. Um, well, he for him to, you know, ask to come on the show, he didn't reveal a lot. Um, what I took from it, and I think what, what, what could have been, he could have just easily bitten in the bud, which is saying basically he just wanted to go somewhere where he would just be able to play point guard. He would be able to handle the ball and create for other players and not just be used as a sport. Um, and he could have just basically said that was his reason why I wanted to get traded. Um And it, it went it went a lot of different ways. He really dodged a lot of a lot of questions. Really getting upset that he was getting asked questions. I didn't know what he expected. He wanted to come on the show.
0: Was that the narrative that he requested to come on the show? Yeah. Okay. See, I didn't know that, but that makes it even worse. Did you notice a little bit of like a, for lack of a better word, like a smug look? Like he kind of was like. Just kind of add a little bit of an edge to him.
1: Yeah, same way. he really was pissed off the
0: this. Yeah, right. So he 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 came on there, requested it, kind of had of a snug annoyed look as if they were bothering him, and then proceeded, like you say, to really just professionally dodge questions. Right. Which was kind of
1: uh, kind of odd. I don't think he did himself any favors with the interview. Right. <laughs> right. You know, I'm a player, so I usually, I usually side with the players, and, and really things that guys do, it's not always everybody's business. It's not the stuff that go on in the locker room. If, you know, I got a problem with this player and that player, I don't have to throw him under the bus. I don't have to talk about it to y'all, but at the same time, I'm not going to ask the woman to be on the show while I know and get some questions.
0: I, see, that, I agree with you 100% there. I, if, if this was a after-the-game locker room interview, you're right. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't, you know, I'm not here to talk about LeBron, and I'm not here to pour any fuel on the fire, but to request the, the, to come on the show when the only question that anybody has to ask you is that, and, and you basically with an attitude try to say you don't really have anything to say.
1: And Max was saying the, the, the things that I was saying myself, I'm wondering, for you, if it's, if it's about winning, usually you know, people, players want to get traded, then you might you might you know, leave your teammates you know, what I mean, to go join a team when you think has a better chance of winning the championship—that's what you, you know, you you, you leave for, and you still might get talked about. But then, for you to leave from the team that you have the best chance of winning the championship for, um, Max was basically saying it's—it it can only be really selfish, and personal reasons behind that. You just wanted to, you know, do more for your for yourself and not want to win. You want to. Get better stats or whatever it is. The reason you want to win it, leave a team that's going to get to the finals every year. Um, you know, it, it, it seems, seems kind of selfish. I, I
0: 100% agree. And I mean, you know, a lot of people are comparing it to Kobe and I feel, I feel like he was trying to enter Kobe mode. You know, I, I, I think that's where he was trying to to point it, but I, I don't, I mean, I think that's an easy comparison to make, but one, I don't think his game is Kobe-like, and then to sit there and say, you know, I look forward to playing point guard, um, really? I mean, you you got the ball, in. like, you can't tell me that the problem in Cleveland is you don't have the ball enough. Right. So I, I, I'm, have the ball. Yeah, I'm, I'm willing to bet, next to James Harden and Russell Westbrook, I'd imagine he finished third in NBA in dribbles last year.
1: And, and Kobe's a different dude. I mean, Kobe, after, they won three rings, and then you know when they they fell short of the fourth one and he started to realize that um well you know Shaq wasn't really putting in the work he told he was
0: right exactly which is not the case with LeBron at all right at all where though in in the Kobe situation from the outside looking in again it's and if you just take Kobe at his word it was more so like I don't think Shaq puts in enough work for us to win a championship Right. And, I, and I'm tired of carrying him. You, you know what I mean? So it was like, I don't think we're going to, like, they lost to Detroit, and they actually got beat pretty bad. I think they lost in, like, what, five? Yes. And, it was, and it wasn't close. in each game, I think the final game, they lost by, a, you know, a, a, I was damn near a blowout. So it was more like Kobe saying, you're getting in my way. Like, I, I need to win rings, and you're not willing to put in the work. When that's certainly not the case with LeBron. Yeah, I mean, I don't even think it's that. I don't even think that was the
1: case with Kobe. I mean, Shaq ain't getting in his way. And, you know, he wasn't carrying Shaq. Shock was still the man. No, no, no. I'm
0: saying what I think Kobe was thinking. That's what Kobe was
1: thinking. Right. But I still... But, yeah, it's not the same. It's not the same as before. I mean, I still think that Kobe and Shaq could have won three more, maybe. Um, But, you know, I think they were really... They're different players and at different points of of their career, man. At that time, you got Kobe who's chasing Mike instead of himself... He's the best player in the league to me at that point. Um, and it was, it was just kind of different. And the shock was going in different ways. And he, and you know, he, he wasn't saying, but trade me. He right. Said, Man, one of us got to get up. Right. Um, moving away from basketball, what was pegged
0: as the biggest, the, the best fight of the century, um, happened this weekend Triple G versus, uh, Canelo Alvarez. And what are your thoughts on, on that one this weekend?
1: Um, Man, it's just, it's just, it's kind of sad what happens in boxing where, you know, especially for boxing fans, I mean, I thought they gave us a great fight, um, but just, just the corruption is, it's funny, man, these, these judges, because I'm, I'm watching it with guys over my house, and they were saying in the round 12, they were like, man, if I was triple G, like, what we still follow them for? Just, yep. this. You know what I mean? Get through the round, just, you know, run away from, at least I wouldn't even throw no punches. That's what I was thinking so, too. That's what I was right. thinking too. That's that's what these guys were saying to me. I was like, Bro, I've seen worse. I said, watch the trickery when the when the scores come out. I'm telling you, there's gonna be some scores that Shah don't even I still didn't think they was gonna give the fight. I, I didn't think it was gonna be a draw, but I thought it was still it was gonna be scorecards because that was gonna be you know, a little off. And them dudes like, no way. I was like, I've seen worse. They're like, man, they can't do that this fight. So, so we pack. come out and them scorecards come out. I was like, see, I told you, that's Vegas, Vegas, man. That's somebody got their briefcase. all of them might <laughs> have it's unbelievable. I, like I said I thought Canelo fought well, but Triple G, I thought he clearly won the fight. It wasn't even a question.
0: I felt like Triple G was chasing him around the ring the entire fight. Entire fight. I, I mean, mean, he was back, Canelo was backpedaling the entire night. He had, I, I, I mean, after you know you got about seven rounds in the bag.
1: Then at that point, you know all this was going to take a knockout. And, you know, at the end of the fight, you know, Canelo in desperation and Trupa G still coming towards him. He landed some hard punches because, you know, he needed to. Right. But Trupa G ain't even buzzed. He still nope. walked him down and he still was punching. And that wasn't enough. It wasn't enough to, to win the fight. I mean, I gave him four
0: rounds tops. As a, Again, you're, you're a boxing diehard. A1's a boxing diehard. I'm more of the casual fan. As a casual fan, I'm thinking to myself, you know, this is interesting. This is what I want to see. Um, and then I tune in and I watch it. And I think, I think they put on a good fight. You know, like I said, Triple G was just walking him down the whole time. I, I do wish Canelo would have stood in there and, and tried to box him a little bit more. But obviously, he didn't think that was
1: going to benefit him. And he so, you know. He boxed him to, fight him. He boxed I mean, him. Yeah. Moves. Right, 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 but right. Now, he, he can't just stand there in front of him. Right. He, because it, the fight wouldn't have went 12 probably.
0: But, um, when you hear that result, cause I, like, I, I was at work. I literally was at work. So watched the entire fight. And then I left to go finish doing what I was doing. And I just assumed that, 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 that uh, you know, and then I came back out and I said, a draw? What, what? what the hell are they talking about? And I think it becomes another black eye for boxing. Yeah. You, you know, because they're just like, oh, boy, here we go again. And, and Oscar's whole involvement over the past couple of months just kind of seemed a little sketchy.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, like the way he was bad-mouthing the Floyd and McGregor fight for no reason at all. And then when he was just so guaranteed that everybody was going to be happy with this one and it was going to be a trilogy, it was like, it just it, it didn't sit well and i and i think it as it would had an opportunity to springboard boxing in the post um floyd
1: mayweather era i think they kind of i think they kind of missed the boat on that one i don't know i mean i think the the actual fight with the with the fighters did i thought i thought it was good i mean i thought even right. though i thought canelo lost the fight convincingly i thought canelo fought a good fight i mean under the circumstances um now I don't know if it's, it's Oscar. It could be, you know, Oscar, his influence. Or, you know, You know, the, the mobsters out of Vegas, man. When, you know, when they show the judges, somebody, you know, show up to your house, show up to your hotel room with either a briefcase and or you know, <laughs> a, threat. A, a picture of your kid. Right, right. <laughs> at, at that point, you got to do what you got to do.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And, and that's why I think boxing, you know, that's where – it gets tricky, man. It really gets tricky. Yes, that's
1: where it gets tricky. But those are two boxes. The thing is, even, even if, even if, okay, give Triple G his win. He win. They were still going to do a rematch.
0: Exactly. That, But see, that's my point. That's why you don't need a draw there. It was yeah. still, the fight was enough to, to warrant a rematch.
1: And Canelo have it in his, in his contract anyway.
0: Right. So it, it doesn't need a draw to guarantee a rematch. All you needed was a good fight to guarantee a rematch. Right now, all I want to see is, um, Wilder versus uh, Joshua, and then other than that, and then you can keep boxing. Like I, I, I want to see that, and and part of the problem that I'm not going to see that. Like that's that's the reason I, I'm not I'm not a big Dana White fan at all. And and you know the whole idea that you can just literally be god of your sport and just what you say goes. But the point is, but he makes it happen though. You know we might not see this Wilder uh, Joshua fight for another two three years. Like under Dana White's watch and his sport, that wouldn't happen.
1: You know, it's like this: is what you guys want, well, this is what you're going to get. Well, well, Wilder, I just seen something yesterday in um, you November. Know, he's going to he's going to fight another guy named Ortiz, who's another undefeated top top um, heavyweight that's that's in that discussion with them. And Wilder could potentially lose his fight too, so he, he's going to fight a good fight. Next. Yeah, and then if he loses that, then that probably puts a, a hold on our Wilder Joshua fight. Well, then then. Ortiz is also in in that in them talks. He's just not an American, but he um then that would also be a good fight. But definitely if he get past Ortiz, then they I'm pretty sure they'll get to that fight.
0: Do we have a um do we have a date for that
1: Wilder fight? I said it yesterday. I, you know I, I, month? Or things like November.
0: 6th. November? November? Yeah. So soon. Heavyweight right right about they have four names or so that, you know, they need to get these guys in the ring and, and you know, Floyd's been Floyd's been carrying the sport for a decade. You know what I mean? It's and, and the amount of eyes that were on that McGregor uh Floyd fight, you know, was a perfect, perfect opportunity to pass that man along to some of these other guys and say, Come on, guys, you guys become big names. You know what also is crazy is when I see the purses that these guys make, like Floyd makes that in a round. Right. That that's just crazy. Like I saw that the, the payout for this one for triple for Canelo was like five and Triple G yeah. like three.
1: <laughs> Yeah, I was surprised about that too. You yeah. see surprised. Like,
0: like, so you made it tell me you can combine their winnings and multiply it by by ten, and that still wouldn't equal what Floyd gets.
1: Yeah, that's surprised because a, a, a guy that was over here, he was saying, you know, Adrian Brown get you know more money than all these dudes, but was like, nah, no, he don't. He nah, said, I think Adrian might have got like, I don't know if it was last fight before before that. I only got like two or something.
0: I was reading Wilders Wilders. Wilder's biggest payday is like one point seven million dollars. Yeah, and that's some real threats out there. Like that's a heavyweight division. Those dudes can literally, you know, make your brain dead. Right, man. Floyd, Floyd is. You might not
1: really surprised at the first for this
0: fight. Yeah, that that that's kind of that was really disappointing to hear that for those guys for that for the amount of revenue that I know that fight generated.
1: Exactly.
0: And the views. That's that's kind of that's kind of wild. All right. Well, we after that we can now we can now move into this NFL week three. A one, did you finish yet or not yet? Okay. Are you even doing anything?
2: <laughs> I can't do it. Look. Okay. I can't do both. <laughs>
0: DJ A one's picked up right where he left off,
2: man. <laughs> <laughs> picked up right. We picked up right where he left. Off. What did you say, Boogie? Real quick, um, for all you fight fans, UFC has a pay per view on October seventh um tony ferguson kevin lee that's the headliner if you're looking for some guys that's going to throw some punches and possibly get a, a knockout an exciting fight uh you want to check out that ufc fight on october 7th it is on pay-per-view but for all you boxing fans who are disappointed with what happens in boxing you can you if you come over to the ufc i'm sure you'll be happy
0: you know he's a hater right uh dj you you're aware? You, you already
2: knew that right
1: UFC gets some some bad decisions people sometimes too though, don't they? They get bad decisions. But yeah. Boxing has a history of just I don't, don't want to see no dudes decisions. killing each other, playing on each other, and all that. fighting a dude head to the to the ground with his elbows and all that. I mean, it's, if it's, I want to watch a bunch of
2: people dance around, I can watch
1: uh, stomp the yard. Is 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 um is the
0: Ferguson <laughs> kid? Is that by any chance um what's his name son? Is that Kimbo's son?
2: No, no. Tony Ferguson is...
1: Hey, okay. so Lamont, uh, uh, what happened with... Did the, did the girl
2: New Year's have a fight? Did she win? Yeah, she won. She retained her title. Okay. Yeah, she retained her title. Was it a knockout? No, no, it was a decision. Uh, yeah, A, questionable, it was a decision. questionable decision. A questionable decision. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've seen some... I've, seen, I've the, the UFC, when they show you the highlights, they make it sound like it's just nonstop action. Like it's just... everybody. Every second is just like a ballroom brawl. And, yeah, and and it's not. There's a lot of laying on top of each other, guys just waiting for that like I've seen guys get on the ground and then you just look at the clock and it's like two minutes left in this round and be like,
2: are they really gonna lay there for the remaining two minutes? And it's like, yeah. You know what? <laughs> they just lay there for two minutes. You know what? I was that way with the UFC initially <laughs> until uh I started to understand the ground game and, and why it's called mixed martial arts. But now that I understand the 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 wrestling aspect of it, the jujitsu aspect of it. Um, when you understand what's taking place on the ground, it, it takes the fights to a whole other level.
0: I mean, if you understand chess, I'm sure that's imagine that's fun to watch, too, <laughs> if you understand the strategy and that's going on, but excitement is excitement. I remember watching one of Kimbo's fights, and this huge white guy who was yeah. just, just laid on top of him, literally just and, and, laid on dude, top dude, of him.
1: The dude got that fight, like, a week or two, that, like... <laughs> prior to he wasn't supposed to fight he was supposed to fight somebody else no he had appointments so at, like two weeks that dude was in no kind of shape yeah
0: he had appointments that week to be uh, as, a, as a plumber he was supposed to be plumbing somebody <laughs> the guy worked for Rooter. matter of fact he, he worked for SNL our sponsor a, a, SNL air conditioning and heating that's where the guy worked at our sponsor and then he came in and just laid on top of Kimbo for, for two rounds and he couldn't get up because the guy was like 300 pounds and I was like man you can't tell me that's exciting I
1: mean it catched me in three years when, when John Bones Able to come back
0: and fight. That is unreal that this dude just cannot... Uh, Boogie, what do you say about that? That's your sport there, man. That's, I watch it, him.
2: It's disappointing. Quite frankly, it's it disappointing. Is. Especially after he beat Daniel Cormier and then calls out Brock Lesnar. And then it comes back that that you were cheating. But, I mean, Brock, Brock well, uh, Lesnar, like, invented cheating. Like, I mean, he takes it, he's yeah. a professional cheater. No, I definitely understand that. But when you're Bones Jones and, and when... Listening to him speak, mm-hmm. um, you you know, it's just not something that I would I would expect. I just thought that that would be a, a, an issue that was behind him. Um, but to put on the performance that him and Daniel Cormier put on that night, and then for him to come back positive again, it's just it's it's disappointing. Not just with UFC, but that's all sports. When you're cheating and you're juicing that was about to be my next question. That, yeah, it's it's, it's cheating. It, it's it's ridiculous. It, 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 it it's I just don't understand. You know, to me, if you got to shoot up, if you got to juice up. To go out there and compete against somebody, then then what are you playing the sport for? That was going to be my question to transmission. That into it doesn't happen as much in your sport, DJ. I
0: guess probably because it wouldn't even really help you to that district. But I ask you, Lamont, when when you do find out that 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 somebody is out there doing that, whether it be a teammate or or a guy that you're competing against, do you even just kind of look at? What, does somebody say anything to the person, or you just kind of just is it unspoken, or how does that work? I know it's disappointing.
2: I can't remember a time that I was ever on, <clears throat> had a teammate that got caught doing that. But when you're playing against guys who do that, or, or you're fans of people and you find out that, that that's what they're doing, it's just, I, I believe in fair competition. The referees are out there to call penalties and things of that nature. Put in the work, do whatever diet you have to do, but to, to, to blatantly cheat that way. To give yourself an advantage, it's just it's, it's disappointing and it, and it destroys sports. Basketball don't have that problem because if you sneeze on a guy, they're gonna throw you out of the game. So, um, but it's just it's just cheating. It's disappointing. If I'm going to lose to you as a competitor, I want to know that okay, doing your off-season workouts, you just may have worked harder than me. You know, on this particular day, you just beat me. But if I know that you're juicing and you're doing all these extra things that are giving you an edge, it's just it's just disappointing.
1: My thing is, if you know you're going to get tested, how do you think you're going to get away with it? And if you just coming off, you you got in trouble for this already, you've been suspended. You just coming off suspension. How do you think you're going to get away with it? So my thing is, either it's, it's, it can't it, if it's intentional, then it's extremely retarded. Yes. And if it's unintentional, I mean, you just got to be got to be more careful of what you of what you're taking because you know you're going to get tested. You know you are just coming off suspension. If you get caught again that it could be even worse. And then on top of that, my also thing is like, I mean, whatever drug he, he, he's taken, whatever helped him out, I mean, he, I still think he's just better than Daniel. I mean, the drug didn't make him do that kick at that time. I mean, anybody made a kick, the kick he landed at that time is probably going to you know, go to sleep. But to me, cheating is cheap. But this is a shame because of how good he is. Like Daniel said, Daniel's like, yo, you young, you tall, you got the reach, you got all the physical abilities. Athletic I'm ability? Old. I'm 38 years old. I'm old. <laughs> I'm shorter than you. I'm like, you got all the physical abilities. What are you cheating for?
0: I I just don't understand, and maybe, I mean, I get it that that level, it's so, at that, at that high level that you guys both performed, that it's so competitive and, and the difference is, is, is inches, you know, in terms of greatness and, and not, I just don't understand why we can't just get – because the I didn't know what I was taking excuse as a fan. I'm just tired of hearing it. You, you know what I mean? Like, oh. But you don't know. I, I don't know. You
1: know our, our, kids, our kids here, our athletic – I mean, our trainer, our weight trainer, he gives them shakes. He gives them their stuff to take. They don't know what's in there. They just take him with <laughs>
0: – Yeah, no, <laughs> that's fine. But I just want to get back to where everybody just lifts weights and works hard. Like, I mean, yeah. how about nobody takes anything? <laughs> you, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, you just don't take anything because because I mean, I
1: like mean the, vitamins and stuff But that's what you assume
0: you take right but the more you do that you know what I mean because a lot is thin between you know vitamin and banned banned steroid you know what I mean so you're absolutely right DJ the, the trainer hands you a shake you drink it you don't know what the hell's in it yeah and and then that but that's but you know what that's your career you know so I mean it, it is disheartening and, and it is and it is uh, troubling for that sport how could just before we even move on how the hell could Jay could Jones you fight Brock Lesnar though, boogie? Explain that to me. Bro. It'd just be
2: a super fight. It'll be one of those yeah, situations no. where, uh. The guys like
0: three times his size. It
2: don't matter. Bones right. Jones would just add, will just put up, will, will just pretty much, he would just add weight. He don't have to worry about losing weight to make a cut. Um, I think the, I, I think the, if he were there ain't That fight, much weight in the world to add, Yeah. <laughs> Brock well, I mean, like, he's a, <laughs> like, that guy, Brock Lesnar is huge. Man. Yeah, but, but with Bones Jones, if you were to look at that fight, that fight was clearly going to come down to Bones Jones being able to keep his reach. And personally, I think he would have knocked Brock Lesnar out just because of the nature of what Brock Lesnar does. He exposes his face a lot, especially when he goes to shoot. Bones Jones having the reach that he has, the length that he has, and all the tools that he has, Brock Lesnar is able to get away with the things that he gets away with because he's bigger than everybody, pretty much, that he's fighting. Against Bones Jones, um, you know, I, I don't think that that would be an easy fight. I think Bones Jones would knock Brock Lesnar out. We watched that, that, that last fight uh, together, DJ. And I don't know about you, but I,
0: I barely made it to the main event. Like, I was, like, every fight that came before seemed like it went the distance. No action, a lot of rumbling. And I was like, man, this is the law. You remember that
1: night, right? Yeah, it was, it took, it seemed like it took forever to get to that. <laughs> yeah, it did. Like, <laughs> it did. I think, I think we I were, I didn't think that fight was good. I didn't
0: think the Bozo's Daniel Krobian fight was good. Okay. I, I, no, I thought that was good. And I remember when he kicked him in the head, and I was like, goodness gracious. Right. That's wow. When you get kicked in the head, that's crazy. To see somebody literally get kicked in the head. Hmm. I thought Daniel fought a good fight. He did.
2: Just, just, just got caught. Just, just literally got caught. And he was so dazed and confused. And that yeah. sport, all it takes that boy is. cried in that ring. Mm-hmm. Oh, because he was, he, he was out. He had no idea where he was at. Like he didn't. He, he had no idea. He was still like he was still trying to gather himself. When you get that shin to your chin. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, Joe. I mean, fighters. I mean, that's why he was that way. I've seen fighters like that after fights where. They're emotional, like this. I mean, even you see it sometimes with football players when they when they get uh, when when they suffer certain concussions. Uh, the boy, the linebacker from Carolina Clink, last year, Clinkley. he was the same way. Luke. You know, he was the same way. So, but when you catch that shin to the chin or you get an elbow to the sweet spot, I mean, it's a wrap. All right, NFL. Let's move into week two. Week was this week two? Yes,
0: week two. Started off right away on Thursday night what i told you and i again i wasn't expecting it this bad Andy Dalton has got weapons Andy Dalton doesn't have one running back he has 3 you know he doesn't he has one of the best receivers i mean you can even make a case for the for aj being you know the best receiver in football there's a three-four headed uh race at the top there for the best receiver in football but aj Hall, aj green's name is definitely in there and Andy Dalton in two weeks has put up 9 points and both games are at home and um the texans Essentially, this game came down to one play, and I think that's the reason the difference between having, if all things are average are equal, excuse me, with, with Savage and Watson, you got to get the nod to the guy who's able to make that one play, and that one play was the game.
1: Yeah,
0: that fifty-yard run or sixty-yard run, whatever the case may be. I mean, he may not have had the greatest night throwing the ball, uh, but that one run was all the only touchdown in the game, and was the
1: difference. It was the difference of the game. And it was crazy when it came, it was two it was two plays after he just got pushed to the pushed to the ground like I didn't know if he was gonna get back up.
0: Yeah. You were actually at this game,
1: right? Oh yeah, I was at the game. I was like, whoa, that might be on <laughs> like it was supposed to. Be. He just shoved, shoved Watson to the ground. It was like third and fifteen. And what's like, you know, what's what's, what's the temperature out there in terms of the Bengals fans? I, I, I think they getting getting fed up with Andy, man. I think I think they, they I think they wanna see AJ.
0: Before the season, did, did did is that was that the temperature like the people out there are they are they Andy Dalton fans or not really?
1: Um, I don't know because it was it was mostly baseball before the season. Starting now, you know, going to the game and I was the first week one I was down there by the arena watching some of the games and um now I'm starting to hear you know the you know Andy because I I was the Andy Dalton fan. I thought two years ago, if he don't get hurt, you know, they they could have won a playoff game, and he had, you know, his best year. And, you know, this year, I I was expecting, you know, a lot more of him, and you've been not really the Andy fan like that, and these first two games, has has been bad. Like, I asked um, Drake and Patrick um, on Sunday night. I was like, yo, you know, it's time for um, AJ. And, you know, he – he, 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 they both Alabama dudes. He's like, man, I'm, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, I ain't be talking about nobody back and throwing nobody under the bus. I wouldn't want nobody to do that to me. But, you know what I'm i said, I said to me, man, we suck, man. <laughs> you know, some things, some things, some things need to happen, basically. He didn't get me, you know, <laughs> he didn't say what I was saying. And right. obviously, you know, he couldn't. I was like, man, I,
0: I drafted a even my second quarterback in fantasy because I thought he was going to do well. It might be a for the thing is, I just yeah. don't – I mean, I don't – I mean, what – I think it's time for Andy Dalton era to end, but, I mean, I, I'm not, i not I'm not believing that A.J. is the answer. I mean, I I, don't, I never really thought is A.J. is anything more than a game manager. And you know what? Maybe that's all they need. They got a lot of weapons over there. And um, I just – and I told you guys earlier, I, I would not be surprised if Marvin Lewis doesn't make it through the season. Some, something has to change. You know, the, the owner's not just going to keep watching this talented team – just not win games, especially. I mean, to go zero and two at home
2: and to not score any points—that that that's that's tough. What you seeing, uh, Lamont? Um, you know what, Andy Dalton. I I think that his time in Cincinnati may be up. Uh, it's still the second game of the season, so we, you know we still have some time. Um, but I think that this is a situation that uh, I think it'd be best for him if he got out of Cincinnati. I mean, you think about his career in Cincinnati. How many different offensive coordinators he's had? Um, you know, as a quarterback, that's that's tough to go through. So um, I still think that he can get it turned around. Um, it's just a matter of, of how long it takes. And I think that um, – I think Marvin Lewis will make it through the season, but I do agree with you, MG, that something has to change. And I think the change that's going to be made is if is if they're not getting wins and they're losing the game because of Andy Dalton, then you're going to see Andy Dalton get put on the bench.
0: While well, you guys may not agree with me
2: that Marvin Lewis is on the hot seat for
0: – Middle of the season, I'm sure you both will agree with me that he's in a hot seat for the entire season. In terms of another a losing season, right now would not work for him, correct? DJ, not,
1: not at all, especially now when Steve Nay on TV every day, you know, for the last years. So yeah, for the last couple of years, people start to hear that stuff,
0: yeah, no, no, absolutely. So, with that being said, this week here, they go, they've lost two at home, you now go on the road to Green Bay, which might be one of the hardest places in football to pick up a victory, mind you after Green Bay just lost, okay? So you could easily be knocking on 0-3, you know, and, and don't let this be a bad performance, and Marvin Lewis will be feeling like he's going to know as well as anybody, you know, hey, this is like, my job is on the line. He's going to have to do something. Right.
1: And, and then, you I, think, I think they all starting to, starting to feel it because, I mean, even just some of the temperatures on him is, I think, the people here like him, but they starting to hear that noise, too. And after, you know, these two performances now, I think, you know, they're they starting to sway that way, too. Yeah, I mean, I
0: think everybody likes them. I think it's it's sort of the, um, it's like a, a poor man's Andy Reid sort of deal in Philly, you know, where Andy Reid was there for a decade, and, you know, it was positive results, but it was like the message just started getting stale. You know, and I, and I think the Bengals were looking to go to the next step, and, you know, I, I feel like the Marvin Arison, Marvin Lewis, excuse me, era, was a good one and it was, you know, took a, a troubled franchise and it made them a contenders every year. But I don't think he was going to get them to that next level. And I think now we're starting to regress and we're going backwards.
1: Yeah, but the thing, I mean, with this today's world, you know, they have no patience for anything. I don't know what coach really could have, you know, took this team to the next level. Yeah. No, I, absolutely. But you're, but you're right. Today's coach,
0: today's thing, they, they just don't, they don't really have any patience. And you're right. Stephen A has been screaming for that man to be fired for, for like three years now.
1: Yeah.
0: Which is kind of, you know, black on black crime, but that's <laughs> enough of the story. Um, next game, we'll go straight into the following order. Uh, Tampa Bay, not just because it was my team, I felt like we looked good. I felt like Jameis could have looked a little bit better. Um, but overall, I thought the defense looked really good. That's the Mike Glennon I know. Mike Glennon, was, I thought he was terrible when he was in Tampa. I, I didn't understand what the pursuit of him was about. The Bears looked really bad. And um, the Bucs, I, I think we just won a game that we were supposed to win. Yeah, I, mean, I, I did too. The game, you, you better
1: have won. Uh, Bears looked terrible. They didn't, they didn't score until the end of the game. It was, they had a donut for a long time. Yeah, that was essentially okay. a, a shutout. Yeah, and I
2: I, I think Tampa Bay is a pretty good team. Buggy, um, I think it benefited Tampa. Um, I believe they didn't play in week one. No, no, they didn't. You said they did. They did. No, they didn't. They didn't, no, they, didn't. Um, they didn't play in week one. So the Bears played in week one, and they gave Tampa's defense an opportunity to break down that Bears' offense. So I think that that was something that benefited uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks. Um, for me, I'm really not. I, Hold I, on, I, let me stop you there. Hmm? You would have rather, in your playing day, you'd rather be off week. You'd
0: rather go into week two, whereas though this team has already played a week, got a chance to, you know, work out their kinks, see what plays, da, 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 da. Just get, and like you always talk about, get that first hit in the mouth and all of that Mm -hmm. versus you guys. So they've already, they're one week into the season,
2: and you guys are still on your first game. You'd rather that? No, I'm saying this benefited Tampa playing Chicago. No, that's what I'm saying. You'd have rather been well, off. No, because of who they're playing. Okay. It's because of who they're playing. Okay, got gotcha. it. Now if they were playing against uh now let's say if they were playing against the Packers, I don't think the game would have went that way. Right. Okay. Although the Packers lost. Um you you got a chance to see one of the worst teams in the NFL. You got filming them for week one. They have <laughs> I, they have no idea what you're doing. You got new you got a new weapon on offense. Um, you you you've beefed up your defense, and so this is the first film that anybody's getting on Tampa. I'm really not interested in in what Tampa does until until the muscle hamster comes back and the Bucks are at full strength. And I think that by the middle by the middle of the season, I think that we'll see what this Tampa Bay Bucks team, you know, w- what they're really made of. Are, are they a true contender? Um, looking on paper, I think they're a true contender for the for the NFC East to represent. I'm sorry, the NFC East. I think they're a true contender right now on paper to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. And I say that because they have a defense that's similar to the Seahawks, but I think that they have a better offense. With that said, with all those personalities down there, when things get tough, and I think we (coughs) said this in week one, when things get tough for Tampa and things start to spiral and it's going in the opposite, it's going in the wrong direction, I just don't think that that's
1: something that Tampa is going to be able to recover from.
2: I love.
0: Did you watch all Hard Knocks, DJ, or just some of them or none
1: of them? I, I, I seen I just seen a little of it. I, I heard it. I heard it was really good.
0: I I love James and coming into the season. You remember going back to the to the draft day, DJ. I wasn't.
1: I love, Oh, I already know how he's good. And he's just he he. When I when I seen him first talk, he, he was in school. He's a freshman. I'm like, man, this dude got like some like Magic Johnson leadership stuff. Yeah, like no. That. Yeah, absolutely. Now here here's two things. I'm glad you brought that up,
0: DJ. Uh, Boogie, because I got a question I want to ask you about containing Hard Knocks. But first, um, we were talking, me and Lovell was over here and somebody else who was here, and they caught the same thing that I caught. On Hard Knocks, there's a scene, there's actually more than one scene, where Deshaun Jackson makes reference to not getting the ball. And then he walks up over to um Jameis, and he says, he tries to slide in a comment. He's like, man, I know Mike Evans is your boy and all. And Jameis checks him. Jameis is like, what would you say? And he's like, nah, man. I I know you. You know, I know you and Mike Evans is cool. He's like, what does that mean? You know, like, what are you, what are you talking about? He's like, you damn right we're cool. You know, what he's saying? He's like, nah, I I know that's your boy. He's like, yeah, and he earned that. And, and you know, Deshaun's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, like, don't forget about me. That kind of was like, hmm. What are you, what are you talking about, Deshaun? Like, you already complaining about not getting the ball, and, and then you 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 you're mentioning his relationship with Mike Evans. Like, right. why would he not have a relationship with his number one receiver?
1: He's yeah, saying that he's like, yeah, that is my boy. He earned that.
0: Yeah, and the shot.
1: Like, you know what I mean? Uh, you gotta go earn
0: yours. He said, like, I <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly what he said. He said, you know, yeah, you gotta earn yours. And I thought that was foreshadowing. When I saw that, I was like, why do I feel like? And there was another scene. There was another scene with Deshaun on the sideline, and he's complaining. He's like, man, just throw me the ball early, like man, just, <coughs> like just throw me the ball at least once. And I was like, man, he already complained about not getting the ball, and, and this is in training camp. Right. I was like, I, I think we're going to revisit that. I do think that. One, another one of these games where Mike Evans gets 13, because he does throw the ball to Mike Evans a lot. But, I mean, again, I don't know why you wouldn't. Mike Evans is, is a beast. You know, he's six foot five. he's muscle, he's fast, he's everything. Now, now um, I, I, I think that we'll see that later. Now, another thing, Lamont, which I've been meaning to ask you for, like, 10-plus years, and I've never asked you, and I don't know why. Every year on on um, Hard Knocks, they show us the, um, the rookie talent show.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What did you do for your rookie talent
2: show? What did I do for my rookie? you know what? Um my my rookie talent show, I sung uh Dennis Leary's Asshole.
1: <laughs>
2: Dennis Leary had a song out called Asshole and, and I sung that. Got a couple of laughs. A lot of booze. <laughs> no, I mean people was just I mean Got you to have in a few minutes we just back Okay, go ahead. You have to you have to go and and listen to the song. Um, you know, it, it was it was kinda of funny and I guess the way I did it. At the end of the day, um i only had to come up once and when this time when, when you're talking about doing your rookie show you only want to you want to make sure that you perform in a way where you only have to come up one time oh wow they make people come back and be oh gone. heck yeah when you get booed oh no you 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 to pass oh hold on when you get booed you gotta go back oh again. yeah you're gonna go back again
1: oh yeah, wow! you gonna
2: know. go back <laughs> again boo <laughs> Boo! Then you have a guy come up you know, he comes up his second time Boo! Throw paper at him, all this different types of stuff. Uh, But it was fun. The rookie shows that we had when I was in uh, New York for I'm going to say three or four years I was there those rookie shows were fun. And it's crazy because the one year that we didn't make the the playoffs was the year that we were light. Well, I'm not going to say we but the older vets were light on the rookies. That was the year that we didn't go to the playoffs. And so um your, your rookie year it was um same rookie year with Santana, right? Yes, we got uh Santana was the first pick for the so Jazz, what Sa- second What does Santana do for his talent show? I can't even remember. I, I can't remember what Tim did. I don't know I don't know if Tan was on IR was injured at that time or not. I can't uh
0: what, I can't remember. Is there anybody's rookie in all your years, is there anybody
2: who you were like, damn,
0: that was amazing? No? I can't, I Nobody stands
2: up. I, I like the violin. The violin is my favorite instrument. So uh, we had McGraw, safety. Uh, he played the violin. I thought that was pretty neat. You know, That took some balls to play the violin in front of him. Yeah, but well, he was up. good. I mean, <laughs> and, no, it does. I mean, but I'm not going to say it does to me because, I mean, like I said, I like the violin. But him playing the violin, man, it was so many funny skits. It really just depends on, you know, who you have in the locker room as far as vets that the rookies can talk about and make fun of. I know my man sight must have been a lot of fun. Oh, man. Oakland, how did it? I can't even remember how Oakland He, he looks like the type of guy who would be riding the uh, the rookies pretty good. Yeah, but he, he rides everybody. <laughs> <laughs> he rides everybody.
0: Yeah, I, I, I believe it. I believe it. I mean, how much? it just looks like such a fun thing, and
2: I'd imagine it's a nice little break from, from camp and, and entertainment. It is, because for a lot of those rookies, w- what I've seen is it helps break the ice and and when you get up there and you put on a good show now all of a sudden your energy you, you you seem more enthusiastic at practice you're not you know um not just at practice but just around the building when you get that laughs and and especially if you make fun of especially if you make fun of somebody i remember i think it was my last year in, in new york it was either my last year in new york or my first year in oakland somebody had <laughs> they came out and they made fun of me and what they did was they they cut out black sideburns and they had these big <laughs> sideburns on their face and then they stuck a pillow or something in his... Uh, on the stomach? In, in, in his stomach and then he was running... The joke was that every time people saw me that I was eating
1: <laughs> and that I was
2: fat. So, um, they did that but the rookie show was fun, man. You get a good rookie show and, and that can set... That can get your season off to a good to a good start. This, now, another thing all the oh, way for DJ,
0: when I watch this, this Hard Knocks, what they do, obviously, it's for television, it's mm-hmm. drama. They... They, they draw you into the guys, and they attach you to a guy who's going to be on the bubble emotionally. And it, it, they, they build this thing where you really are rooting for this guy. And then when they either get cut or make practice squad, it's kind of like, man, you know, you feel that guy's pain or you feel that guy's joy or whatever. What's it like going to camp, being with a guy for essentially almost a month, and then you, uh, your whole career, I don't think you ever had, you were never on a camp bubble but what is it like knowing that this guy that you just worked with the whole time, some of them, not even this one Perkins the guy, but, you know, probably
2: about half of these guys aren't going to be here. Like, on that last day, what's the mood in the building? Man, you know what? It's not even the last day. It was it's the first day of cuts. Mm-hmm. You know, you see guys who, you know, they get that slip, they go up there, they get released, and, I mean, I've seen guys whose whole attitudes have shifted as far as, you know, they just, I mean, of course, you're going to be sad that you got released, but, it's, it's the saddest time of the year, is training camp, where you have to go through the cuts. And I know that they switched that up uh, this year where they only have one cut. But to watch, I, I think for me, to the guys who come in think that they're better than they really are, and then you see that they get to the NFL, they see the pace of the NFL, and then they come to the reality that you're not as good as you thought that you were. That's the part right there. But when you see a guy who was at every OTA, he was working out, um, you want him to make the team. You hope that this guy makes the team because you think that this is a guy that can help you. But maybe a guy, his position is getting paid more and a contract issue, so you got to let him go. The worst thing is to see a guy as a player that you want on your team get released and then go to another team, do well, and then the guy that you gave his spot to just sucks. <laughs> you know that's the worst. That's that's one of the worst feelings to have. But is, is there a player that you went to camp with that got cut and then you saw them kill somewhere else? Oh, I can't remember the kid's name. oh okay. When I was in Oakland, we had a cornerback, and I believe that he went to Detroit. I was in Denver. I'm sorry. I was in Denver. It was my last year. I was in Denver. We had a kid there. Um, we drafted a guy. I think we drafted a cornerback with the third round, and I think there was a free agent guy that we had that I thought was better. That was actually more into playing football than the guy who actually made the team. Um, and then he went to Detroit and made some plays. And, and the thing is, is when you're scouting other teams, mm-hmm. and the guy that was in your practice squad is starting for somebody else, or is a special teams demon, and you're looking at the person who is on your team who got their spot. Yeah. Sometimes you look at them kind of funny, or sometimes you want to go with them in practice. Right. Have you? If you um,
0: ever find yourself building a relationship with a, because you would have been with the running backs, because you, you guys are in the running back room together. And then to have, like, you build a relationship with this guy, and you guys are pretty cool,
2: and then he gets cut? Yeah, the running back room, especially when I was in New York, the running back room was so tight. You know, you had Curtis Curtis Martin, Martin, you had Richie Anderson, you had Gerald Soil. um, All vets. All vets. Bishop Harris was our coach. Bishop Harris, he coached Thurman Thomas. I mean, mean, he's been in the league for years. And um, that was a heck of a running back room. Um, You know, you were happy when... I mean, you saw guys that when they came in, you was like, this guy's not going to make it. He's just here. He's a camp body. Uh, You still have fun with those guys. You still teach those guys. I never isolated myself from those guys. Um, I was always just one, just, hey, this is mistakes that I made. Try to avoid this. This is what I'm going through now. I'm trying to climb up out of it. Try to stay away from that. Um, But at the end of the day, once once all the cuts are done and you get to week one, all those things are behind you. Okay, I I, I believe that. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I just always see that
0: day, and the way they make it seem is just like you know the Grim Reaper, the guy's coming to get you. And you know, if you get the phone call from the guy, hey man, hey uh, Lamont, come on in. You know, da da da. And you got to meet coach, and he tells you how much he loves you, except for you need to go play somewhere else. Now, it it looks like it looks
2: tough. It it, it is tough because here is the reality: a lot of those guys will never get a shot at the NFL again, and for some of them. For some of them when they get cut they know it they know that this was their one chance to eat to at least make a practice squad and, and for them not to make a practice squad or for you to get cut in the first cut then go through a whole training camp where you don't get picked up by another team now you're talking about having to go play canadian ball playing playing arena ball or hoping that 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 you can do something that your agent has a hookup for you that can get you into another camp but if you put film out there that shows that you're not a, that you're not going to compete that you can't help us win. Ain't nobody gonna give you another chance. That that that's the difference between your sport and then
0: DJ sport where at the least it, right now. Huh? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> that was nice. The uh what the difference in basketball is that you know, you try out for the NBA, you don't make the team. If you're good enough to try out for the NBA, it's like you're going overseas and you're still making six figures. You know, and now you try out for the NFL, you don't make the NFL. It's like, yeah, you're not making literally anything.
2: No, nah, you're not making
0: anything. <laughs> no, I mean there's there is no overseas football league. There is no I mean, you got the Canadian leagues, whatever the case may be, but I mean they, they don't pay anything remotely close. They don't pay I tell
2: you what, they don't pay anything remotely close, but you know, if if, if I could make fifty or sixty thousand dollars playing football for about three months, opposed to having to wake up and go work a nine to five. Um, you know, I'll take that option, especially if, you know, these guys are young coming out mm-hmm. and, and they want to play football. They have the dream of going to the NFL. They want to play football. So, uh, you know, I've been on teams with guys who went through arena, played Canadian, and finally got their shot in the NFL. So, um, you know, if, if guys really want to play, if they don't make it through that first cut, they will find a way to make it on somebody's into somebody's league to get some film that will give them opportunity to get, to get seen by NFL too. DJ, did you guys I know the Canadian league made um, six days. I thought some of those
1: guys was making six days.
2: Some of those guys do. I mean, G Roy Simon is like probably one of the greatest uh, Canadian football players of all time. Never heard of him. G Roy Simon University nope. of Maryland before uh, Mark Deffin, uh he was there with Duff. They, I mean, that, you're talking about G Roy Simon, they had Mansell Johnson, Jermaine Lewis. That was a heck of a wide receiver core right there. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, you know, some of those guys in Canadian football, they make a nice living, but but for for some, nah. You you know, just whatever your contract is, that's what your contract is. DJ, do you guys have something similar to that in the uh, NBA for rookie rookie
0: hazing sort of thing? One night where you guys have to entertain the vets or nah, no nothing like that.
1: I, I I've seen it. It's not like it's not like uh, every team does it. I didn't do it in Atlanta. Okay, so um, you never had to do anything like that. My training camp in in Minnesota. They had the rookies. We had a little thing over the owner's house, and they all they all had to you know sing and stuff like that. But I, I never I never had to do anything. I mean, my my thing was I had to um, on the road. I had to pass out everybody's practice jerseys. Um, I had to go to their hotel rooms and give give them their practice jerseys. And and like after after practice. Probably collecting jerseys, put them in the bag so they can wash them. And also, I used to have to get Jim Jackson um, breakfast in the morning on the road. Every game. On the road, yeah. And when you I say get, order, bre- get, like, get breakfast, I did
0: Spencer's run really? Oh, okay. So basically, you just had to pay for the breakfast then. And order it. Yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So
0: yeah, that's what yeah. I mean. But you weren't like you weren't down the streets of of DC looking for IHOP and getting it yourself and going.
1: Nah, and some guys, you know, they, they got to bring donuts in, 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 in the morning for practice. Were
0: you ever one of the guys, when you became a vet, did you ever, go ahead, sorry.
1: No, nah, I said difference by the team. Um, like, Kenya said, he ain't do none of that. He wasn't doing none of that. Um, so, the hold on, the vets um, just let Kenya, like, de them like that? Yeah, I mean, who, who was, I don't know who's going to, Kenya's a different dude. I was <laughs> going to say something I'm. I was, I was a freshman coming out of college. You know, Kenyon was older than me. And they, they tried to get me to do it again the next year because we didn't have any rookies my second year, and that wasn't happening
0: Well, I have heard the story now where J.R. Smith filled uh, Kenyon's Range Rover with uh, popcorn. Yeah. Were you there that day? I wasn't on the team. That was after that. Okay. Kenyon said he was trying to kill that boy.
1: Yeah.
2: Slim, Slim you had it easy. I had to get breakfast every morning. Before practice, yeah. pick up donuts every Friday, and then when we're flying out for road games, had to pick up Popeye's chicken for all the running backs.
1: Every road right. game, right, yeah, it's more it's more players in football. And I did have it fairly easy when we was a losing team. My team was pretty laid back about that. And um, Jim Jackson, and thing is, I only had to do it a half the year because he got traded that year. <laughs> <laughs> so once he was done, that was it. Yeah, he was the only That's vet that. Yeah, ma- I mean, I, I didn't want to see him go because I mean, also, I mean, what came, what came, with that was, you know, Jim also had, you know, me on private planes with lobster, lobster, and, and Chris Dahl going to the Tyson fights. He introduced me that we going to Mr. Childs at places. I ain't even know nothing about. I ain't paying for anything. Right, right. Did you ever find yourself when you became a veteran? You ever uh, have anything you made a rookie do for you? Nah, I wasn't. I wasn't a of that. No.
2: Nah? Nothing. How about you, Lamont? Same thing. I had to do, bring my breakfast, carry my pads, <laughs> carry your pads every practice. No, it, was, it wasn't every practice. It wasn't every practice. I mean, I, I, Curtis and Richie, they were, they were, they, they were, they were consistent. They didn't go overboard with things. Now I know some rookies. in me mean, yeah. especially the, especially the rookie dinner.
0: That's what I was about to say. I was there for that one, and I remember that night, and I was like, that was ridiculous, and I, I, I mean. I thought that was ridiculous. I I I was there. I wasn't at the dinner, but I remember I came and met you afterwards, and the people coming out in order and ordering stuff, just damned it
2: for the hell of order and stuff, and the bill was like, what was the final bill? I can't remember what the final bill was, but I know this. You're know, you talking about Oakland? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know that I helped save $15,000, 20000 yeah, like yeah, it was somewhere. Up, it was somewhere. For a dinner. Up, for a dinner. And at that time, I had just got a new contract, um... I think I don't even think we drafted a rookie, so our rookies were all free agent guys. So <laughs> I, you
1: know, you even got twenty thousand. The funny part
2: was just looking at their faces. Like I remember sitting there and just because I ordered some stuff, but I knew that I was going to help. I was going to help, you know, put something towards the tab. And just looking at their faces as things is just happening. It's just like, like oh my gosh, that's 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 their paycheck. <laughs> You know what I mean? Some of those, I mean, the rookies don't get paid a lot. And the difference between the NFL and the NBA is that in the NFL, you don't get paid until after week one or until after week two. Mm -hmm. You know, we we don't get, you know, during the offseason, you have to make the team to get your salary for that year. And if your team releases you, you get absolutely nothing. Now, it hurts the team with the salary cap. But if you get released, you get absolutely nothing. So it's like for those guys who were rookies or – free agents it's almost like hey we gotta make everything count yep alright let's get back to those good little
1: stories hey, I, I was the youngest guy on my team my whole time in the my, like every every three years I was the youngest guy on the team oh really even after okay I mean I guess
0: cause you came after one year you guys never drafted anybody straight out of high school while you were there
1: nah I was always the youngest until like when I get to Denver only guys as younger to me is like Camelo and Nene I, I couldn't be bossing nobody around <laughs> how old were you when you got into the league um, I just turned twenty. So you had a year of not even being twenty-one, but I guess nobody bothered you about being twenty-one anyway, did they? Nah, if you well, if, one one club I I had already been in there plenty of times. He finally told me, "Yeah, I know how old you are, and um, I can't let you in now, brother. You got you got you got a few months." <laughs> I'm like, come on, I've already been in there now. So yeah, but everybody knows you are. Damn, I know that was a blower. That was only one club though. That's <laughs> that's hilarious. I never even thought
0: about that. I, I remember when Mike was here, and uh I forgot who it was. Elante called me and tried me to get uh, it. uh – couldn't get Mike right before he got drafted. Mike was like 19. and was right. trying to get into clubs around here, and they were like, if I even see him looking at a bottle of alcohol, y'all leaving.
2: I was like, All right, huh?
0: All right let's get back to the uh, next game. We got Cardinals-Colts. I'm going to tell you this, and then we can move on. I don't know if anybody else has anything else to say. The Colts are a very bad football team. And if I'm Andrew Luck, I want no parts of getting back out there.
1: Yeah, and the, and, the, and I mean the Cardinals not not too good without David Johnson either. Carson Palmer is looking like um, Andy Dalton right now. Yep, that he is. Who's their backup quarterback? Who Arizona? Um, let's take a look. Dude, Lee or something like that. Is he, is he the backup? I think he's gone.
0: Stanton. Is that Drew?
2: Well, I'll tell Bl- you. And man, Blaine Gabbert. Yes, yeah, Drew Stanton and then Blaine Gabbard. So, I, I mean, well, listen, ain't getting any better. I, I, well, it, it's not getting any better, but I will say this. Um, if the Cardinals, I'm hoping the Cardinals get it together. I'm a huge Larry Fitzgerald fan.
0: I think everybody in the, and, in the world is. So
2: I, I, I want him to be successful, but if I'm thinking maybe this might be Carson's last year. This could be his last year. And if that's the case for the Cardinals and they can't get things together, um, you need to look and see see what you have going on at the quarterback position because he can't move out the pocket. He can't move. And so if your offensive line isn't protecting well, if you're constantly under pressure, I mean, 19 for 36 with 332 yards and a touchdown, you know, no interceptions there, but that's not the cost of Parma that we're used to seeing nope. in Arizona.
0: Arizona, I don't – they had – was it last year or the year before? It was the year before when they were the – year before. It was the year before. They were rolling and then – was it? Um, they ran into the
2: Panthers. Beat, beat him and beat him good too. Carson Palmer hurt his uh his Carson Palmer hurt his team. <laughs> it was either his pinky or his throwing finger. That's why his yeah. balls kept kept. That was that that was that year they were doing well until he got right. It. Some something happened to his throwing hand. That that after that he wasn't looking too good.
0: I think I think that Cardinals window is closed. And my, if, my, my
1: LSU got Honey Badger saved the game with the interception.
0: Yeah, he's he's great man. He's fun to cheer for. And he, that was a big interception. That was a big issue. I mean, the Colts out there started a quarterback who got there, you know, two weeks ago. It ain't look bad though. No, he didn't. But I it mean, that
1: throw, he ain't look bad for
0: that throw. Lamont, how much of a playbook do you think that they can run with a quarterback who got there? You can't. You can't be operating with a full playbook. Oh, right? you
2: definitely not operating with a full playbook. You got. You, you have to know the terminology. Okay. I mean, when I was in put this way, when I was in in New York, uh base protection we called it was twenty two protection. You know, when I get to New England, it's sixty four it's the same principles but it's just learning the terminology. So when you but when you bring in a quarterback off the street 2 weeks in, mm-hmm. y- you are not running with a full playbook. You're not running with a full playbook. I think that what you do is 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 you look at the game plan that you're trying to put together against the team that you're playing and and you just see how much your quarterback knows. I mean, most of the time these guys, they, these quarterbacks, they can come in and learn the offense fairly quick. It's just a matter of the terminology. Everybody pretty much runs some of the same plays. It's just different formations, different terminology, but a hitch route is a hitch route. A corner route is a corner route. You know, those are just basic fundamentals. It's just a matter of me being able to, as a quarterback, listen to the coach say, hey, gun spray right, 64 daggers, Z-stop alert, badger on the last is ready break. It's just being able to hear that, register that, and then get that to the guys in the huddle in a timely fashion.
0: That is crazy to to, 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 to take that over. (laughs) <laughs> that's crazy, <funny>, right, DJ? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to take all that in. That's 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 amazing. What do your plays sound like?
1: Oh, uh, they they would be like whatever whatever name we wanted to be, but a lot of the just like he said in um in New York it was twenty two, and then in in New England it was sixty four. It'd be like that in the NBA with like their pick and roll coverage. Like it's all the same coverages but they call it different stuff like you might, like, down in the pick and roll away from the pick, they might be like, not be called a lot of people call it blue, going away from the screen. But then somebody else, they might call it, you know, red or name. It's the same thing. You just gotta know, gotta know the names the terminology, like you said. But you said it's, it's normally not that hard switching from team to team, picking up the plays? It, it's not, but sometimes you might still be, some people might still be used to having to hear, like, blue. Mm-hmm. But but when, was... you, when you're there every day practicing it, you'll get used to it.
0: What percentage of the, of, of the what percentage of the time would you say when you guys are out there, you guys are running plays versus just playing basketball?
1: Nah, you run plays. Just, uh, you run plays every time. Every because time down. Hey, you got your, you got your. It's like your secondary break where when you run down the floor, you are running to to that spot. Even if no plays called, you're going to run to that spot, and the secondary break is going to happen. Okay. There's no nobody just running out there. Randomly, unless it's like a fast break, you got to use. You still got to use the spacing, but nobody's out there playing. Yeah, you, you'll get killed. <laughs> got gotcha. you. Um, Eagles, Chiefs, at the Battle of Andy Reid.
0: Um, Chiefs at home escaped with a victory, um, which is they did. Uh, Carson Wentz looked pretty good. The Eagles' running game is god awful. Um, LeGarrette Blunt is. Big. I think he got one carry, or he got one reception. I don't even think he got a carry. We got heavy doses of Darren
2: Sproles. Um, Kansas City's good. I don't know if anybody else has anything to say. I like the Eagles. I, I, I like what I see from the Eagles. Uh, Wentz, Wentz and uh, Torrey Smith, they just got to get on the same page with some things. And people forget about Torrey Smith, that boy, he could blow the top off your defense. It's just a matter of them getting on the same page. I like seeing Sproles get in the game more and, and get more of a feature role because he creates a matchup problem for your defense. If you motion him out of the backfield, you put a linebacker over top of him. It's a wrap. Um, as far as the chiefs are concerned man the chiefs look good that defense is, is is strong um and and I just think that as the season goes along and the chiefs get more comfortable with, with their with their weapons that they have I just think you're gonna see the chiefs open things up
1: that was a good game too yeah it was a good game and I think like you said um I actually thought Philly played a lot better than I expected um but chief chiefs chiefs are pretty good um it's hunt it's, yeah, it's it's is yeah kind of he fast start. boy. Um, Travis Kelsey's a beast. Yes, he is. I mean, Alex Smith is, is, is playing with a confidence I haven't seen. You know, especially you know taking a little more chances than he used, used to take, and um, it's really surprised me a lot. I'm I'm all I'm all in on the Chiefs. Like I, I'm I'm on as much Chiefs stock as I can buy.
0: Like I, I think they're they got Kareem Hunt. I mean, Kareem Hunt and Hill, and then like you said, Kelsey. I mean, they're out there running you know uh, shovel pass screens to the to the tight end. And he's got the speed to make things happen.
1: See that play?
0: Yes. Oh, my God, that was beautiful. Yes. So, I mean, I, I'm all in on the Chiefs. And what I I do not think, I said it week one, where everybody was worried about the Patriots and da-da-da. I didn't make week one about the Patriots. I made that about the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are legit. And I think they're as good as, and, and like you said, Alex Smith is starting to play with a little, because, I mean, he's known for not throwing the ball more than four yards. But I think as, as the time goes on, and he starts to gain more and more confidence in these playmakers around him. You know, I, I think the Chiefs can be dangerous. And because one thing we do know about Alex Smith is he's not going to lose the game
1: either. Right. Yeah. You know, and they and got they, defense. Yeah, your defense going to have to make some decisions. Like on that on that um, on that pitch play to Kelsey, it's like you fake the hand off the hunt. Fake the reverse true. to Hill. Pitch it to Kelsey when it looked like he about to block, man. That was a lot. I, I wouldn't have known where to go if I was a linebacker on that play myself.
2: You know, I know a lot of people, you know, they say you haven't seen Alex Smith throw the ball down the field. It's hard to throw the ball down the field, deep passes when your best when your when your best receiver is your tight end. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the first year that I mean I think they had, Ty- had Jeremy Macklin. Uh, he well, he's had, not a he guy, had guy had that he Jeremy he, Macklin. he had Jeremy I Macklin, but to pull that I, I, too many times. I don't, Jeremy Macklin and Tyreek Hill, you're talking about two completely different speed levels. I agree with that. You're talking about you you're talking about two completely different speed levels. Tyreek Hill out there looking like um like Chris Johnson. And he, I mean, he, he's nice. So, uh, Alex Smith is going to throw the ball down the field more. Uh, he has more weapons around him. You got Tyreek Hill. You got Hunt back there. You got Kelsey. Uh, the, is it Kelsey? Yes, it's Kelsey. Kelsey. who who's a matchup problem for anybody. He has more weapons. versus um, he got. Is he? Yeah. So
0: Travis Kelsey? I didn't even know you guys had a football team. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Like, nah, I, I think the Chiefs are good. And the Eagles, no, you're right. The Eagles didn't look bad. The Eagles definitely look bad. Uh, next game, New England, speaking of teams that look bad, the Saints look bad, and their offense looked. I was when we were watching this game, this was on one of the televisions over here, and I told Black, every time I look on the television on the left, somebody is wide open. All right, and Rex Ryan is long gone. Rob Ryan is long gone, so we can't blame it on him. That defense right. is awful, like all right. the way. It's just guys running around wide open. And, and it's been how many years now with this in, 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 in the Saints? It's getting a little bit ridiculous. And then I don't know what the hell they're doing there at running back. I guess they're just drawing names out of a straw on who gets to run the ball. But, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's you know, eight carries for both of them, 16, 16 rushing plays on the day. You know, the Saints, I don't know. One of you guys had them winning the division or making the playoffs. No, I had them winning. I had
2: them winning. winning yeah, I'm taking their – I'm taking their name out. Yeah, I had them winning the, winning the division. The unfortunate thing for the Saints this week is that they were playing against a Patriots team that just lost to Kansas City and lost bad. Right. I agree with that. And so while their defense does look bad, you're getting Tom Brady, who's 30 for 39, 447 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions, All right, against Bill Belichick's defense who just got lit up the week before. You had no chance if you were the Saints. And I think on the show last week, um, I think I said it. These dudes are about to get hammered. No, I, I agree with all of that. But the, when you watch <laughs> it, it didn't look like
1: the
0: wide-open guys, yeah, man. Like, that? that's that's not even – that's just lack of prepper. That You know what I mean? Like, these guys are the only people on that person on that side of the field. And it's every time. At one point in time, I was like, I don't even know if they've had a third down yet. You know, you're just going straight down the field with guys wide open. And that's I, – I don't understand how you can be at that level – you guys prepare. There's somebody upstairs in that booth who's getting paid a lot of money to, to to make sure that doesn't happen. And I get it. They're the Patriots, and they're coming off a loss. I get that. But that doesn't mean people are
2: supposed to just be running around wide open. Yeah, I mean, I feel you. I'm with you on that. But you I mean you know how I feel about Josh McDaniels as an offensive coordinator. All, right, all, and, all of that. And I'm not. I'm not going to counsel. I'm not going to counsel about these things yet. Um, I'm re- the reason that I said that that I thought that the Saints would win win the division was because of them having Adrian Peterson. I thought that Adrian Peterson would make a difference in that offense. But if Adrian Peterson is just going to be a one dimensional guy who's not going to be on the field most of the time, then you, you you're just talking about putting everything on Drew Brees' shoulders, and, yeah. and that's and, and that's that's going to be hard for him to do. It's it's a it's not even yes we all were thinking you know Adrian Peterson,
0: but it's like they're using him almost like a Darren Sp- not even a Darren Spoles like you getting one play here then maybe another play three drives from now and then maybe and it, that, that's not Adrian Peterson so why is he even here? If I'm Adrian Peterson I'm I'm like I just made the biggest mistake of my entire life and the way the NFL works you don't really get do-overs not like next year they'll
1: be like mm-mm you know there's no next year like mm that, that's I'm just really it I'm really curious uh, uh, we're, we're really dead in there I don't because I, I'm guessing he's thinking of my
0: comment you know with Drew Brees, they can't stack the box, so you know, it's going to be like this. And I, I mean, this, this is not even – why have Adrian Peterson? He's not a – you can't put him in those to, – to give a guy those type of that's, – that's a change of pace back. Adrian, Adrian Peterson's not a change of pace back. You can't give him one carry in the first quarter, one carry in the second quarter, two carries in the third. Like, that's not how it is. Like you always say, Boogie, what makes it is the – you just keep pushing, banging, 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 and by the end, da, 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 they're not banging at all. So I, that 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 it almost seems like a match that just doesn't even make sense.
1: Yeah, yeah I really love it just to see see us kind of pull off a trade with them guys.
0: man. Somebody should, but I mean, the, the, those almost never happen in the NFL midseason who's trades. Guy,
1: who was the guy that was in Open last year? He's in Minnesota now.
0: Murray Latavius Murray.
1: Yeah, he's just in in Minnesota. Not Chilling.
0: Not playing. Yeah, I, I, I'm off. I'm off New Orleans big time. I, I didn't like what I seen. It's too much. I think it is too much on Drew Brees plate. I understand that that's what they've been doing for the better half of, you know, a decade and a half now, but you know, you gotta do something new. I mean I got all the faith in the world in uh, Sean Payton, but you gotta do something else, man. Yeah. Um moving on. What's the next one we got here? Vikings, Steelers. Um, just the Steelers look like the Steelers. The Vikings, you know, without their um starting quarterback. Uh Le'Veon Bell, Martavius Bryant. Ben Roethlisberger, Antonio Brown, everybody just firing all cylinders. Steelers at home. I don't think anybody was surprised by any of that. Anything anybody else got to say?
2: No, not really. Vikings defense. Um, I'm impressed with what they did. I think that they only held uh, Pittsburgh to two touchdowns, and uh, I mean that's 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 amazing. Anytime you can hold the Pittsburgh Steelers to two touchdowns, then your defense did a great job. The only problem is, like you said, Minnesota was missing their starting quarterback. And you're playing against a Pittsburgh Steelers defense, so we all know what that's
0: about. Yeah, Case Keelum, not going to be a good look. No. Dalvin Cook looks like he's the real <coughs> deal,
1: though. Yeah. Dal- Dalvin Cook if, looks like it. And like, we, we passed up on him. Yeah, you guys passed up on everybody. Though though, I I do, I do like our tight end that we backed with, but I just thought we needed a running back.
0: Now. You needed a running back for, what, four or five? Like, for a long time now. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, ne- Evan, Evan, Evan Ingram, you got a, t- a tight end that runs a 4-4. I mean,
0: I get it, but. Yeah, I mean, we, we got one, too, and we don't even use him either. We, we drafted the tight end. Yeah, we got was a 17-yard catch. Yeah, one. That's what's up. We drafted him, what, seventh? Eight? Something like that? But not high. It was high. For the first-round pick, it was definitely high. He'll pay, he'll pay off for you guys. I hope so. We, I mean, we got a lot of weapons. I, I'd like to see him, but, I mean, he's not even really getting on the field like that right now. Um, Bills Panthers. Um, we already did that. One. That's oh, what we that's started. Right, right. um, Bills Panthers. I'm slightly pressing the panic button on the Cam thing. Slightly. Um, that's that's not a that's not a big win. Um, I thought going into the season, I was really picturing Christian McCarthy and a Danny Woodhead, Wes Welker sort of a lot of out of the backfield and making people miss and making plays. And that really hasn't happened. Um, Cam looks like the the, the 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 play the strategy excuse me is for him not to get hit, you know, for so we're not seeing Cam doing what he does. And I'm not sure if Cam is good enough to just sit back there and be a, a passing quarterback. You know, part of the Cam Newton experience is he's an ultimate running back, you know, and he's over there running over people and creating havoc with his feet and you know, I guess that they're trying to avoid him getting hit because once he goes down that's everything. But um I'm a little bit of, I'm a little cautious with the Panthers after two games. They're two, now that being said, they're two and up.
1: Yeah, but you know, I, I I've been off I've been off their are bad rider. Yeah. I, Man, uh, I never really got on. I never got on. No, you didn't. I But I did I did expect more from from McCaffrey and a lot of can also be to, you know, they hyped him up so much. That they, you know, they they forced the, you know, the, the, the scouts to, you know, pay attention to him. So it's not going to be as open for him as maybe it would have been had they not known, what, what he was doing. Yeah, I, I I was expecting a lot more from him. Go ahead, uh,
2: Lamont. What you about to say? Um, I can't remember if I picked Atlanta or Carolina to finish last in the division. Um, but. That Carolina defense is going to be the thing that's going to get them through. I, I mean, yeah, Carolina's off to a 2-0 start, but I don't see this as being a playoff team. I don't, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs this year. If Cam Newton isn't going to be Cam, then they don't have a chance. What, what, what got RG3 drafted was Cam Newton being Cam. What got yeah. Cam Newton a notoriety was Cam being Cam. Now, if he's not healthy and he's just going to be a pocket passer, he just needs to become a better pocket passer. Yeah. And that's just what it comes down. to. I don't to. think he's good enough to be just a pocket passer. I mean, it's on him. I'm, I, I think that he. I, I don't. I think that from what I hear, he has a good work ethic. I best. have heard that, and I, and I, but that doesn't mean it, that you, you're right. You're right, uh, and I understand the point that you were getting ready to make. But what I'm saying is, I think that there's more time. I think I saw something in that Super Bowl uh, when the Broncos. I think it was Broncos. Broncos Panthers, beat him up good, man. Broncos Panthers. I, I, my scout report: If I'm playing against the Carolina Panthers, is hit Cam Newton until so he's ready him. to check out. It's early and often. If, if you hit him early, he'll be ready to check out. When I say check out, you you see it in his body language. He's getting up slow. All of this is hurting. This that. Von Miller and like them were beating him up good in that in that Super Bowl. No, they were. But this isn't. This isn't just the Super Bowl. This wasn't just the Super Bowl. This goes back to even last year that I saw this, and I understand that he may be battling through some injuries, and I think that that. That could be the thing that's keeping Cam from being Cam is the fact that he's battling injuries. With that said, um, if he's not going to be the Cam Newton of old and he and he he's kind of trying to to kind of move into this process of being a, a, a pocket passer, he has to be better, and he has to realize that he's going to be under a lot of scrutiny. Yep, he's going to be under a lot of scrutiny. So I think he's okay with it, though. I mean, he's okay. I mean, he is okay with it. I'm sure he's okay with it. But at the end of the day. Um, the Carolina Panthers go where Cam Newton takes Absolutely. I'm taking
0: some of my uh, Panther, Panther stock, and I'm moving that over to the Chiefs account. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like sell, selling on that Panther stock, and I'm moving over to the Chiefs account. Real quick, Buster had a question. Uh, so, with what we all just said about the Saints, is, is Sean Payton on the hot seat? I wouldn't think so. Let's put it this way. If he was on the hot seat and he was to be fired on Monday, he'd have a job by Monday night. Him and
2: Drew Brees broke.
0: Uh, so he he might be I no I no I can't see I mean just just a year or two ago people were trying to trade for him for the coach
2: yeah oh he'll, oh when he gets fired he'll, he'll he'll if he was to get let go what you would see is that there would be a race to see who's going to get Sean Payton yeah that's where a coach like Marvin Lewis is really on the hot seat it all depends on which yeah. coaches are out there and available. If, if the Saints let Sean Payton go, you're going to see some coaches getting released. <laughs> right. That's a hope that they can get Sean Payton. Knowing that, I don't know what Drew Brees' contract is, but I still believe in Drew Brees. That if I can get Sean Payton and I got a quarterback issue. Drew Brees probably come with him. Drew Brees is going to come with him. Oh, man. I got a better coach and I have a better quarterback. That, that'll that make any franchise good. Uh, Titans, oh, Jets. I they try to they're
1: trying to Huddle over with a 40-year-old quarterback, but I know Sean Payton ain't going to. He, he he probably won't have a, a race for him like you said. Um Titans, Jaguars.
0: Just when just when I, I, I picked the Jags, Lamont just hopped off the bandwagon. I took his seat on the bandwagon and I'm already back off.
1: DJ? well um, we I mean we we, 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 we already we did say that Titans was gonna the win their division and that Titans was a good team. Um so
0: Blake Bortles was out there doing the same. I'm watching the, the thing. They're down by a hundred, and here goes Blake Bortles with these touchdown passes. I'm like, here we go, Blake. Way to get these numbers up in a game that you guys are way out, well out of hand. Um, we finally I'm got this.
1: get um, Derek Henry. Yep, back.
0: that's what I was about to say. We, we find Demarco Murray leaves the game early with a, um, I believe it was a hamstring, and we finally got to see what Derrick Henry um, looks like. And I think, I think Demarco Murray. I think it's I, if I'm and I don't know what they look like in practice, but I I would think Demarco that De, Derek excuse me Derek Henry creates more problems than uh, Demarco Murray Lamont. What do you say about that? I
2: think Demarco Murray creates more problems. Demarco Murray he's 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 a problem out of the back because he can catch because he can catch yeah. right. So uh, Travis Henry he's a big body that's going to Derek Henry. Derek Henry he's a big body that's going to wear you down and if he's a real big body. And if you you know that that puts a lot of pressure on your defense. You gotta think about this. If your safeties and your corners are the ones coming up making tackles, that's going to affect them in the passing game. Oh, I believe it. Only
1: got fourteen carries. I'd love to see
0: Derrick Henry with twenty. Carries. Yeah, and I don't think those those corners and those safeties that you're talking about, Lamont, I don't think they want to see him with twenty carries.
2: No, they definitely don't want to see him with twenty carries. But you but you got to remember this: that quarterback is 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 the face of that franchise. Who, Mariota? Yeah, he's the face. Of yeah, that, he, he's the face of that franchise, and you want to get him going. If you get him going. That's going to open things up. I think you want to focus. If you're the Titans and Derrick Henry is, is is in your backfield, you want to focus more on Mariota getting off, which is going to which is going to create that 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 too high safety look where you're not allowed to put eight men in the box as big backs. That's what we want to see. We two. If we see two safeties, we know that we're only dealing with seven men in the box. Now you can come downhill. Come downhill. You're breaking tackles. Now your play action game is is, is opening up more. So. Um, I still, you know, I think we all picked Tennessee to win this. I know you all picked Jacksonville and Jacksonville's defense, you know, coming into this game. I mean, think about this. The score was six to three at halftime. Yeah, I I was really big on Jacksonville's defense
0: and um, 37 at home to Tennessee. When I think of Tennessee winning games, I'm thinking more 14-10. I don't think Tennessee's known for putting 37 points on the board. So I was, you know, if the Jaguars are going to be at home giving up thirty seven points to the Titans, uh, maybe their defense isn't as good as uh, as I thought they
2: were. Um, I, I can't remember who Jacksonville played the week before, uh, which gave them that victory. But this Tennessee team is just this Tennessee team is 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 a different team. They played. Um, they played who they played, and they look really well. They look really good. They, they played, played the Texans. They played and they gave up seven I'm points. You, playing the Texans, they gave up yeah. seven points. I mean, you're playing against the Texans. Yeah, I get it. That's that's cool. Uh Browns Ravens.
0: That Ravens defense looks like it might be something special.
1: <clears throat> I said it coming they always, into they always find a way, right? Yeah.
2: I said it coming into the season that the Ravens defense is gonna to have to be the thing that carries them, man. I mean, mm-hmm. and it is. Uh I don't know what's what's um you know, Flacco, two hundred and seventeen yards on two touchdowns. Um, you know, they got a two headed monster in their backfield. Yep, uh, uh, Buck, Buck Allen and um, and Travis and uh, West and what I'm, West. What I'm seeing and what I'm seeing from this, when I look at how this, Ra- this this Ravens team is made up, it reminds me of the Ravens team that that, that won the Super Bowl. From the standpoint that you have what Super Bowl? the Flacco one or the the or Flacco the, Super Bowl? Okay, um, the really not just the Flacco Super, just both Super Bowls that they won. Uh, you have a strong defense. You have a strong run game and you have a quarterback. That's not going to lose the game for you. So it's going to be interesting. I can't wait to see that, that Baltimore Pittsburgh matchup. Those are always good. You had anything on that one, DJ Ravens Browns? Um,
1: no, nah, I mean, they, 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 their defense, which I didn't think would still be able to be as good with most of their, you know, race are gone. And Sun's so getting older. Um, they're still putting it together. Um, Cleveland, I I thought Cleveland was kind of turning a corner. I thought they took a back step this week. Yep. Uh, Absolutely. That. Jets' range—they I mean, don't, don't have a whole lot, but I just thought they were, you know, trying trying kind of figuring it out with you know a new start with Cosby. You know, Cosby was knocked out of the game and he came back in. It was a rough day for him. He's every time I turn him around, he's he's um getting beat, getting beat up. He's getting, he's getting beat up bad. Uh, Raiders Jets.
0: We said this last year. Uh, I didn't. I thought you agreed with me, DJ. Michael Crabtree is a bad man. He doesn't get the credit he deserves. Yeah, he, he's out there getting real jump balls, man. Like, and and beating down corners and coming up with some big catches. He does that. He does. He, he absolutely a good does.
1: Raiders are good, and Marshawn's out there looking having fun. Having fun. Having
0: fun. That's that's what like that's what it should be, right? I mean, he's out there working hard, doing what he does, and he's at home having fun. And I heard the Jets players saying, you know, how demoralizing that was. Um, well, then stop him from running all over you. And there's more to come because the next team, I don't even know they play next week, but it's going to get worse. <laughs> the Jets are a very bad football team.
2: Yeah, that is, it's unfortunate to see the Jets where they are. These are your two teams. These are two your yeah, yeah. first so, team and your second it's team. It's unfortunate for me to see where the Jets are. I'm happy for the Raiders, and I'm happy for the Raiders fans that that, that the, the team that the Raiders fans have an opportunity to cheer for. In you no know, last season and coming into this season, um, having Marshawn Lynch with that passing game is a problem for any defense in the National Football League. Um, and you got to think that Marshawn Lynch, as the season goes on, he's only going to get better. He's going to get better, and and it's going to be interesting to see how. I can't wait to see that Raiders-Chiefs matchup. Yep. I can't wait to that's see be good teams, that. that I think, yep. That's know, going to be a good one. I think that's going to be a good one. That's going to decide who's going to win, who's going to win that division.
0: It, 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 it is good to see the Raiders after you know, a decade. It is good to see them uh, relevant again. Um, speaking of relevant, maybe the term should be irrelevant, Dolphins versus Chargers. Here's what I noticed about this Chargers game, and I don't know if either one of you saw this. First of all, the stadium holds 25,000, which I've never heard of for a football stadium. And of that 25,000, they might have sold 3,000 seats. And um, the, that stadium was empty.
1: That's a bad move. I, I think I, this I, another game. I think I picked,
2: yeah, I picked Chargers. Not picked my uh, yeah, I picked Chargers on this one. I did pick Chargers in this game because this was the Dolphins' first game, and I thought that the Chargers would um, – The Chargers stadium and the Redskins game, the Rams stadium, empty. More Redskins
0: fans than uh than 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 uh Rams fans. Empty.
2: Go ahead. Uh, yeah that uh it's the Chargers should have never moved to L.A. I A. I don't think the Rams should have moved there either. I don't think the Rams should have moved there either. Think about this. You're the Chargers. You 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 are now California's third, third team. <laughs> right. And then you're gonna move to L A. Where let's just face it, the fans ain't coming out there to watch nope. no football game. And he damn um, sure ain't coming
0: to watch the Chargers. Maybe the and Raiders. And but that's they'll come it. watch the Raiders, yep, but that's they're not it. coming.
2: They're not coming out there. Charger fans are in are in uh, San, San Diego. Diego. Yep, it's just that simple. I agree, and you're right. The third,
0: you're California's third team, a distant third, a very, 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 very distant third, and and, uh, and you're right. The, the, it's kind of a San Diego thing. Like that's it. That's where they are, and that's it. What well, do you got, uh, DJ? Anything on that on that Dolphins Chargers or not really?
1: I'm um, nothing. a Aj looked good. Jake Jake Cutler played decent. They, they won.
0: The, they won the game. Aj got 28 carries. I didn't even think they did that in the NFL anymore.
2: Oh, that's that, that's the only mm-hmm. shot Miami has is to is to put is to put the offense on his back because um, that boy Cutler he's not going he's not going he's not going to be a leader. Well,
1: they got some explosive receivers. With, um, Landry. Parker. Parker, Parker, and Lance. I like they both
2: of them. They have explosive receivers, but those receivers, and I don't care how explosive you are, if you <laughs> don't have that boy Jay as your running back, then then those guys, they, I mean, they're just not going to do anything. I mean, I'm sitting here looking at the top performers from the game, and you know, the, the wide receiver that had the most yards was from San Diego. So the Miami Dolphins, their their team is all about defense and handing the running back the ball. That's what it comes down to. Jay Cutler,
0: man, if you could ever get his stuff right, but I mean, I think it's a little bit late in his career to be talking about if he's going to get right. I mean, I mean, he's already retired. And
1: I don't K- think Jay played bad, but
0: no, nah, he, he didn't play bad. He didn't play great. He had some plays where he was he was at he was good old Jay Cutler again. He had an interception that was called back, and you know, he, he's still Jay Cutler. Um, Cowboys Broncos. That's actually one of the bigger games right there, and I know I picked the Cowboys. And I was not really big on, um, on the Broncos because I just didn't think they had enough offensively. But, um, I'm a, I'm a believer now. I'm, I'm a believer. They, they beat up the Cowboys and they beat them up good. And I told you guys at the beginning of the year, I, I, I was, I'm expecting a different season this year from, from Dak Prescott. I, I don't expect it to be that easy. And, um, Zeke, what, what was it? Six carries for, for nine yards or something like that. And then I'll ask you about this, Lamont. I'm, I, I don't know if you heard about it, about, um, the accusations of, of Ezekiel quitting. They threw an interception and he didn't chase the guy down. What do you think about that? I didn't see it. So he threw an interception, comes across. It's a crossing route, goes underneath. Guy casts interception. Zeke's like right here. Mm-hmm. Guy's gone though. And Zeke literally just stands there. Like when I say
2: stands there, it doesn't move one single foot. Yeah, you gotta at least jog towards the guy. Show some you gotta show some, <laughs> some you gotta show some type of effort. I mean if you, I didn't actually see the play, um, I was listening I was listening to uh Cooley Cooley and Kevin talk about it this morning on the radio. And um, you know, that's one of those situations where if an interception is thrown, you, you, you got you have to go get it. I know for myself, when an interception was thrown, I I, I to me I was the safety. I'm not trying to get crack back on. I'm gonna go take an angle and I'm gonna be the last line of defense. But if you're close to a guy, you have to make some type of effort to 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 make the tackle.
1: DJ. Um was hard for I mean I thought Doc would probably take a little step back this year too, but it's hard for Doc to be Dak if he's gonna give you eight yards. Um and, and I called this game. I mean, going into Denver and Denver got got an elite defense already. And and we talked about it earlier, and I was like I called them and he was like, Simeon? You trusted Simeon? I said, bro, Simeon looked good that first game. Uh, but he looked good, again, this game. I mean, all around they played well. Simeon played well. C.J. Anderson played amazing. Um, and, you know, also Thomas and Sanders played great. They played good from all facets of the game.
2: I think, um, go back up to the world and then I see it. Um, you you can't have that Prescott throwing the ball fifty times, but I definitely understand why. Um, you know, down twenty one ten. You know, you don't want that Prescott throwing the ball fifty times, but I also think that this is the best defense that both him, that both Prescott and Zeke have seen since they've been in the National Football League. I don't think they've played against a defense that's as,
1: that's as, that's as solid all the way across the board as the Denver Broncos. They not used to that many second and third longs because Zeke usually gets you yards on first and second yeah. down. Mm-hmm. And now you're in third long almost every time Zeke, they, they had no holes for Zeke. Yeah, and and I think that both of
0: those guys spent their rookie year and I bet you if you were to ask them they would almost say the NFL was a little bit easier than I thought it was going to be. You, you, you yeah. know what I mean? And I think now Zeke for the first time is like, huh. <laughs> you know it's like okay, this is what they were talking about. You know, like, you okay. know, there's going to be games where there's absolutely nowhere to go. And, you know, Dak was kind of like, okay, I wasn't expecting. I mean, one of those plays, Zach got, he got destroyed. Bent back like a pretzel and got hit. I was like, oh, my goodness. He was getting beat up.
1: Yeah, and then but the, the touchdown, he threw the Dez, which is way for me. He's in my fantasy. <laughs> he, he, he went at Tlaib. They tried that exact same play again. Honey, yard intercepted intercepted touchdown. man man, Tlaib's a smart dude. Pro- yeah, you, you're not gonna score on him on the exact same back shoulder throw. He was all over it.
0: Yep. Now they could. I, we were sitting there talking they were saying I ain't gonna go out to leave. He went at him and definitely caught that. That's caught that touchdown the first time. And then you're right. Try to go at him again. Now nah, you're not gonna get him twice.
1: <coughs> uh, it was a good. It was a good play Back shoulder is hard. It's hard to really do something about the back shoulder throw. But he tried it again. He was waiting on
0: it. Yep.
2: Um, Redskins. Rams. For me, this game was all about Jay Gruden. Nobody expected him to come out. Nobody saw that 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 game plan coming. I don't even think the Rams saw that game plan coming. With the different runs that the Redskins ran, um, you know that defense was flying around. Uh, this was just it was just a good it was a good win for the Redskins. You took pressure off of Kirk Cousins. He only threw the ball 27 times. You ran the ball 39 times. If I'm Kirk Cousins, that's what I want to be able to do. Uh, the Redskins were playing against a very small Rams defensive line. Um, but for me, I, I don't really think it matters. I, I think that Jay Gruden and that coaching staff, they came in and they had a great game plan for this Rams defense, a Wade Phillips Rams defense. And um, and I think they did a good job from a defensive standpoint of, of confusing Sean McVay. For me, two things. things—it was, It was good to see Todd Gurley was
0: still alive. Like we hadn't seen him do anything in an entire season. Um, I mean, he still didn't get to 100 yards, but he looked good for the first time in a year. And Jordan Reed hurt again, and, and they they just don't have enough. Last year, you know, they had Deshaun, they had Garrett Garcon, and you know, I I don't think they have enough pieces to, to afford losing Jordan Reed. And we said when we were, when we were doing the preview for the season, it, it wasn't even a matter of if he gets hurt; it was go- it was a more when he gets hurt. And, you know, if it's going to happen in week two, and I'm sure, you know, he might even play again this weekend, he's going to get hurt again. And the, so much of the Redskins offense is centered around him and they can't afford to lose him. And, and they're going to, whether it's this week or the following week, they're going to lose him.
1: Yeah, DJ. I'm sorry. Go ahead, DJ. Go DJ. Yeah, I mean, I, I was agreeing with you on the, on the Gurley statement. Uh, I was impressed Gurley. Gurley looked pretty good. Uh, they did 100, but you still, you know, got some good runs and some, you know, some good receptions. Um, but if you if you're going to be able to run the ball 39 times, chances are you're going to win the game. Um, and and that's that's just hard to stop. They got 229 yards on the ground. Man, that that team is going to win more times than not.
0: Oh yeah, no, absolutely. They they came and brought the uh, brought the running game this week and took the pressure off of um, off of Kirk Cousins because they 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 were starting to get into that cat that category of Kirk Cousins throwing the ball 30, 40 getting close to 50 times a game and you know if your best you can't throw the ball 50 times a game and your best receiver is a tight end you know and 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 i think for a lot of kirk's career he just had a lot on his plate and you know it was a good plan to, to take to take some of that off now that being said you didn't see anything that made you change your opinion of the of the redskins did you see lamar
2: no i mean they got oakland coming in this this week um Okay. I haven't gone zero and four. I think they're going to be one. They're going to be one and three. One and three before they buy week. 49ers, Seahawks. Um, 49ers are bad. Seahawks offense.
0: Uh, uh, I mean, now that being said, for the past three or four years, the Seahawks have started really, really slow, and then they just get rolling. But yeah, um, their, their offense is leaves a little bit to be
1: desired. DJ. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't even realize that um, the game was this close because I was I was peeking at this game, um, and I don't know for some reason it seemed like Seattle just looked like they was in control the whole time. Um, now I'm looking at I didn't even realize they didn't they didn't get in zone. Um, Carson Carson ran the ball well.
0: I told you that last week. I like him.
1: I like him. But um, yeah, I mean they that's that's troubling. They they gotta they gotta find a way to get end zone. And hey, let me ask you something, Lamont. At home. Go ahead, sorry. You done, DJ? Yeah, I'm done. Sorry, I didn't want to cut you the, um, We've
0: known about this little divide between the defense and the offense over there in Seattle, and uh, Richard Sherman's been, you know, seems like he's a vocal leader. Is that, have, have you ever been a part of anything like that where the offense and defense would just, you know, essentially, seem like they're on two
2: completely different pages. As an offensive player, I don't, I, I, I don't. Unless you're telling me something, to, to unless you're talking to the coaches, like you just stay on defense. Y'all aren't. I mean, unless you're keeping every team from scoring, unless you're putting <laughs> zeros up on the board, I don't, I don't want to hear nothing. That, know, that, that 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 was my thought too. Yeah, like I don't. I mean, I understand their frustration, and, and 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 put it this way, and it's not to say that the things that the players are saying is wrong. But there's a way that you go about doing it. And if you're screaming and yelling and doing all these different things on the sideline, yeah, it's going it's, it's to cost some things. This Seahawks team has not fully bounced back from that Patriots loss. Nope. They, sure have, they have not bounced back from this from the Patriots loss. Uh, and I think the Seahawks have to remember this. Russell Wilson, his feet, he has to get his feet more involved with this. And I think we're starting to see how much Marshawn yep. Lynch actually helped out yep. Russell Wilson uh, with regards to the success that he's had. With that said, my stance on the Seahawks is always the same. I can care less what they do during the regular season. Only thing that matters to me is, did they qualify for the playoffs? And and put it this way, did they qualify for the playoffs? And if they did qualify for the playoffs, okay, I think we're going to see them in the Super Bowl. It's going to come down to them in Green Bay. DJ, have anything before we get out of that game?
1: Nah, I mean, I I didn't didn't know what happened with, with Richard and, um, and what did he say?
0: No, I mean he's been he's been barking at them since basically since that Super Bowl. Ever oh. since that Super Bowl, he's been very vocal in the media and on the sidelines. I mean, and, and we've seen him verbally say stuff to offensive players mid-game. You know, and look frustrated with the play call selections. I remember seeing them get a, you know an interception right down there on the the three yard line, and the Seahawks didn't punch it in from the three yard line on like five attempts, and Richard Sherman was livid. And then you know it comes down to like we're all professionals. You're like, do you think that they don't want to score? You know, I mean, like I, I get it, but you're not perfect. That was just my thought. You know, I mean, what you want to say behind? They,
1: but they, but just like, just like we have, just like we sit at home and can be like, well, they need to score more points, or the fans that sit in the arena. Yeah. When you run the ball on third down or second and long, and they they see this stuff just like we do. They know more than we do. Oh, so absolutely. No. They're on defense. I don't mean he, he. don't have an opinion about it. Oh no! He, he absolutely got an opinion. Uh, now I know you probably don't want to hear it as a, as an offensive player, but he does his job, and if he feel like, I mean, because like man, y'all do these same dumb plays on us in practice. <laughs> like, you know, what I mean, we all trying to win, and if, if we doing our job, you got to do your job. Now, I if he's on us. Y'all got to put up some points.
2: I'm with you on that. I just think that there's I just think that there's a uh I just think that there's a way that you go about doing it I'm going to tell you right now if you're in the middle of a game and you got offensive you got if I got as an offensive player if I'm walking up and down the sideline while the defense is on the field while the coaches are trying to coach up and they're trying to get their guys situated and I'm screaming yeah why the hell are we playing prevent why don't you press why are we getting pressure on the quarterback this that and the third I mean it's counterproductive it's not helping at all I, see, that's what I was thinking, that it does at some point become counterproductive. It's not helping at all. Yeah, I, I wish you
0: um, Packers, Falcons. We got about five minutes before we got to get out of here. But um, first of all, that stadium. Woo! Mercedes Stadium down there in Atlanta. They had their opening night. The roof. Every, you see that screen wrap around the whole um, ceiling? I did. Impressive.
1: That that, that was amazing. Um. um I'm watching this game, but I'm a a, a fan of both of these teams.
0: Aaron Rodgers, um, 50th pass attempts. I I still get to see the Aaron Rodgers that I'm expected. It's not that Aaron Rodgers played bad. Aaron Rodgers put the bar at a level that you expect almost flawless play. You know, so it's like every time he throws an incomplete pass or he gets sacked, you're kind of shocked.
1: You know, know, Jordan Nelson got hurt two plays into the game.
0: Yeah, trust me, I know. Trust me, I know. (laughs) He was, he, was, he was auto-drafted as my first pick in one league. Wasn't very happy well, about I, that one. I yeah. purposely drafted him as my first pick in the league. <laughs> and so, so, then he, so then you're well aware of it, too. Yeah. Um, the, the Falcons got a lot of weapons, though, man. The way they're able to hit you with Freeman, and they don't even lose anything when Coleman comes in. You know, they got they got two real running backs, and you guys have none, <laughs> DJ. They, they have two running backs, and you guys have none. Um, and, you know, then they got Julio Jones, who, like we said before, as a, he can make a claim for being the best receiver in football. Yeah. Uh, Lions, Giants. DJ, I'll let you get your one minute rant out about you got to say about your Giants.
1: Um, might not take that long. We, we we can't run the ball at all. It's despicable. Um, we can't block. We got a first round left tackle who might be the worst in the league. <laughs> uh, and if if you can't give Eli no time because Eli can't move, you can't give him no time. He's gonna look bad. Can't run the ball, so you know they got we got four guys in the box, and so we still can't get three yards. So, I mean, it's it's, it's pretty much nothing we can do. We're giving away Mm-hmm. It was, it was a bad a bad night for us.
0: Did you see the play? I'm sure you saw it, where the guy came around the corner and then actually tripped before he got to Eli, and Eli just dove on the ground just because he thought the guy was gonna get him. Yeah. Literally just dove on the ground. After the guy had, the guy had yeah, already... I had he hit. got
1: hit until i seen the No, nah, he didn't.
0: The guy fell down in front of him. Yeah. And then Eli, I think Eli thought he got hit too. <laughs> and then he got, I mean, he, it was like, wow, man. He literally have zero mobility. Zero mobility. Um, the Giants look like... The, the one play that um, Brandon Marshall gets a pass down there at the one-yard line, to me, it looked like he didn't go all out to get into the end zone. That's fine. Then you get three plays from the one-yard line. Don't score on fourth down. You decide you want to go for it and you get to me, which is the most unacceptable penalty in all of sports, which is delay of game. Like the clock is right in front of you. Like to just not get a playoff is just, I don't understand that you have a timeout call the time. Like that, that's just unreal that you know that you cannot get a clock, not get a playoff. And you know, then. You go from the three-yard line to now the lay game, and now you're forced to get a field goal. And I think that just pretty much ended that game right there. DJ? Yeah, yeah no, nah, I'm, I'm with you. I mean,
1: even even earlier than that, Eli, the, after we get a good stop, Eli throws behind mm-hmm. uh, the body interception that leads to a touchdown. Then we turn around, they get a punt return. I mean, I, our defense wasn't bad, just like the week before. It's just our offense can do absolutely nothing.
2: And you know what, that statement that you made, Slim, is why I still have confidence that the Giants can still win this division. The defense is... Because of defense. I mean, this is another situation where, you know, I just like I say, uh, it really doesn't matter what the Seahawks do. If the, rest, if, if the other teams in the NFC East allow the Giants to at least keep up with them to, to where there's still hope, I'm not counting the Giants out because that defense is going to get better. Um, eventually, Eli is going to get on the same page with Brandon Marshall. And I just think that, th- that the offense has nowhere to go but up. Uh, with that said, definitely nowhere to go but up. I mean, yeah, they have nowhere to go. They have nowhere to go but up. But they got to get it turned
1: around. They they, they have to. If we to can, going. if we can somehow, you know, make some moves and, and get a hold of one of these running backs that's just sitting on a few of these teams' bench, where we can get some manageable. Second and third downs, I think it'd be a lot easier for us because we got we got receiving weapons and we also need to you know get a little more be back. But I think we're running we're running the ball better we, you know we help we give us some time.
0: All right, let's go through these picks real quick so we can get out of here. Uh Thursday night, Rams 49ers. Give me the Rams. DJ. Right um Rams. Rams. Unanimous. Ravens go to oh, matter of fact, they both go to London. They'll be playing at 9 in the morning here. Ravens-Jags in London. Uh, I don't even, I mean, do the Jags have home field advantage being as they play there every year? Does that make a difference,
2: (laughs) Lamont? No, not really. I don't think it matters. That Jags, basically what you have is the Jags offense against the Ravens defense. Yeah. I think that's it. I'm going Ravens. I'm going Ravens. Ravens. Broncos at Bills. Give me the Broncos. Broncos.
0: Broncos. Steelers play the Bears. Steelers. 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 Falcons play the Lions in Detroit. Falcons. Falcons. Lions. Okay, we have our first disagreement. Browns at the Colts. Wow, that's bad <laughs> football right there, buddy.
1: Damn. I'm going Browns. I'm going Browns. I'll go Colts. Why? Is there a reason? Just to go different. Col- Colts Colts almost beat Arizona last week. I mean, they didn't, they didn't look they didn't look bad. Their defense held up pretty good.
2: Okay. okay. The Browns defense is not actually not bad this year. Okay. Bucks we're going to Minnesota.
1: Uh I'll take the Bucks. Bucks. This to me depends on if, if Bradford plays or not. Yes, yeah, see, If Bradford plays, I want Minnesota. If not, I want the Bucks. Really?
0: Okay. That's fair.
1: I'm gonna go Bucks.
0: I go Bucks. Texans at New England. New England. New England. Patriots by 17. Maybe even more The Lions 13 Good God That's not normal In a uh, NFL game <laughs> Dolphins at Jets More bad football Give me the Dolphins though The Jets yeah. are going to be the, the Jets are going to be Contenders for 0-16 I'm doing
2: it no you J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets Get their first victory This season Put Lamont down for a loss um,
0: Giants, Eagles In Philly Give me the Eagles the Giants don't look good right now Give me the Eagles yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take the Eagles too. I go Eagles. Saints at Panthers in Carolina. Give me Carolina. Give me the Saints. Hmm. Keep in mind, the Saints lose here. That'll put them at 03. and that's where That's to. not where you want to be. <laughs> nah, it's
1: not. Um, give, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me the Saints. Okay Seahawks Titans
0: in Tennessee This is a game yeah. Seahawks Seahawks I'm going to go Titans The Bengals will be 0-3 Give me the Packers 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 Chiefs at Chargers Give me the Chiefs 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 Raiders Come here Play the Redskins Give me the Raiders
2: Give Raiders. me the Raiders That's
0: unanimous And then Monday Night Football Cowboys at Cardinals um, Cowboys I'm going Arizona that is a tough one, but I'm gonna go Cowboys. That's a tough one. Let's let's see how the um Zeke and Elliot bounce back from their first bad game. First first
1: career game. Hey, let up. me let me make a change, but go ahead, what you got? We ain't going 0-3. You're picking Giants over Philly. Okay. I
0: started. Okay. On the road. On the road. Alright. Alright, guys, it was a great show. Everybody tuned in. We appreciate you uh Tune in with us. Make sure you guys check out our sponsors, SNL Air Conditioning. Check out their page on Facebook. Get all the information you need. And we will see you guys all next week. We appreciate you. Have a good week. Peace. Later.